This is Werewolf the Podcast, a podcast about the role-playing game, Werewolf the Apocalypse. Have you heard of high-level games? If you're a content creator looking to make your dream a reality, you need high-level games. High-level games does layout, editing, and development support such as Kickstarter and more. Even if you're not a creator and just want to enhance your game with exciting new supplements, go to highlevelgames.ca and check out Dark New England for V20. High-level games. We want to help you level up your role-playing game. Highlevelgames.ca Do you hear the roar? It raises from within you. Thrown into an eternal struggle between nature and humanity, you will turn your rage into a weapon and uncover the secrets of your ancestry. Welcome to a narrative adventure game based on the legendary role-playing system Werewolf the Apocalypse. You play as Maya, a woman in her 20s from the United States who is searching for clues about her family in the last primeval forests of Central Europe. What she doesn't know is that she will find herself in the middle of a conflict between forces beyond her understanding. Welcome to another episode of Werewolf the Podcast. I am your host, Josh Heath, and today we are talking about Heart of the Forest. Um, that's a Werewolf the Apocalypse visual novel or interactive fiction game that I was allowed to play a demo for. Now, this is a game that was developed by Different Tales, which is a Polish publisher. Um, it is written in English, which is good, because I don't speak enough Polish for that have been very useful for me to demo a game in Polish. But I've got to tell you, um, this is really an awesome experience so far, and I'm really looking forward to diving into the longer version of this, because I think... What this does is find a really good balance between game and virtual or visual novel. Uh, visual novels sometimes, for me at least, get a little bit boring if there's not choices that seem to have a direct impact on what you do and what sort of things you get out of your choices. Uh, if the choices don't seem to be meaningful, then I lose interest really quickly. But this particular visual novel gives you choices from the very beginning. The first thing that you decide upon has an impact on your character sheet. And I find that fascinating and interesting and engaging. Now this is a story about a young American woman with Polish ancestry, uh, Maya. Um, she's haunted by strange dreams and is vaguely aware of the mysteries that surround her family. And Maya goes to Bielowice in Poland um, this is a primeval forest, one of the last primeval forests in the world, or at least in Europe, I should say. One of the last primeval forests in Europe that is really an interesting place. It's a real place that you could uh, go to, you could visit if we were allowed to travel at the moment into Europe. But I've got to tell you, the art style and the music and the sound effects for the demo were spot on. They were perfect. They really grabbed me from the second you start. You start off in this nightmare slash uh, dream scenario, and your choices immediately help guide you towards exactly what moon phase or auspice you're going to play. For those who have listened to our episodes before, auspices are the roles, the moon phases that you are born under, and your choices directly affect which moon phase you end up playing. And so for the first playthrough, I've played through this twice now. The first playthrough, 
I ended up choosing things that I knew would lead me to be a galliard. I just knew, you know, anything story-oriented or uh, anything that was ragey enough but not quite a rune level would get me to be a galliard, and I was. Um, so that was pretty awesome to be able to guess, like, if I want to play this particular type of direction in this story, this is the way to do it, and it really worked that way. And then... The second playthrough, I played as a um, a philodox and uh, or a judge, and that experience was also really interesting because you saw on your character sheet there's a visual character sheet that pops up and tells you when you're increasing in some specific skills or attributes. It's not quite the traditional Werewolf the Apocalypse or World of Darkness attribute system. It's a little bit different. It does use dots to reference what you've got between 1 and it appears to be 10. And that is enough of a reminder of the original system to really engage me without being too overwhelming of, oh, hey, look, you've got this whole big character sheet. What do all these things mean? What do all these dots mean? If I wasn't a player familiar with Werewolf the Apocalypse, I could come into this and still understand exactly what I'm being told, what I'm learning, what I'm uh, to understand from the game right away, which I found super awesome. It was super easy to get into this. It was super easy to want to know more and the sound effects and the art style is beautiful um, it's definitely a um, a really engaging style of art and music that puts you directly in the center of the story the only thing I have a critique on in that regard is that there is at least one scene with really strong um, fly sound effects and if that bugs you, it might be a little bit overwhelming because there's no way to make them go away. Then um, they were constant throughout that section. It wasn't bad, uh, but it was definitely a constant, like prevalent sense of, oh, hey, there's a thing here, um, and I just can't get away from it, which builds up the horror element if that's something that freaks you out, but it also could potentially be something that could be too overwhelming if it's something that you have as an actual like, trigger. So, something to keep in mind. So you, as Maya, start off the story in the woods, in this dream, in this nightmare, but you move quickly into a bus where you are traveling to uh, Bjelowitsa with your friend Anya. And Anya's friend, um, or Maya's friend Anya, is from Norway. Um, she's a student that came to Poland to study medicine, and she's some sort of activist, or certainly at least interested in activism. So you get to know her a little bit through some of the first introductory scenes, but you don't get to know her too deeply yet in the story. But your choices impact the dialogue tree that appears when she is speaking to you from those initial scenes. So you can be really rude and she kind of um, backs away from you and I think it's pretty uh, obvious that you could actually drive her away and then she just leaves you and you don't interact with her at all anymore. Or you can be nice to her, be kind to her, tell her your story and she stays with you. She stays engaged. She stays uh, friendly with you and that can be really, really important. The story progresses pretty quickly from, hey, you arrive at, um, at the town, you arrive at the forest area, and then you end up meeting a guide or getting a guide who is a local tourist, uh, tourist guide named Daniel. And Daniel knows the forest and its legends and its 
a little unclear. It seems like maybe he's a Garu, maybe he's a kinfolk. He's certainly in the know, and you get the sense that he's in the know because he seems to know a lot about just what the forest is and what its feelings are. And the feelings and things like that are really important because the forest itself is a character that can like you or dislike you depending on the choices that you make. And I think that's really engaging that the environment, the spiritual environment around you is just as important as the relationships you build with the people in the game. And that I found really, really awesome because the spiritual elements of Werewolf the Apocalypse are the most important ones for me. The environmentalism is good, the righteous rage is good, that's interesting, they're engaging, but the spiritual elements without those, you're missing 90% of what makes Werewolf the Apocalypse the game that it is, the game that's really, really engaging and interesting and deep. And so having those moments of the forest reacting to you and you leveling up your relationship with the forest was really, really appropriate, and I found that really uh, empowering. And it, the demo ends not, far, not long after that, but you do get to meet another character. Um, this is Cornell, who's a German eco-activist who came to Poland to save the Puszka, um, the forest, the primeval forest, um, from deforestation. It's kind of a, a given that he's ex-military, um, but it's not really explicitly explained what that means at this stage in the demo. You get to talking to him a little bit, and you discover that there's a group of protesters that are protesting the um, the deforestation of the Pushka, of Pushka Bieloetsa, and I am probably butchering that name, and I apologize because it is a beautiful name for a beautiful place, and that's where the demo ends. The demo ends with one more scene in a dream, and I won't spoil that for folks that get to it, but man, the spiritual elements are super high, the influence of the dream on you and what that's going to mean and the choices you make are super, super deep and they are definitely rooted in Polish mythology and they evoke a sense of wonder and a sense of horror for what is happening to the forest and a sense of wanting to know what is happening with Maya. And as you're playing, you get to adjust your different resources. You actually get to use some game stats that I think are really important. You get to use Rage, and Rage is a resource that uh, is exactly what it sounds like. It is the same sort of thing that you have in the tabletop game. Um, it makes you, when you have a high Rage, it makes you choose things that are a little quicker, a little more are aggressive, obviously, and that's the thing that you tend to go to. But you can also gain Rage just from having um, interactions that where you're being pushy, or the world is pushing back on you, and it feels appropriate, it feels natural. The gaining and losing of rage feels appropriate and timed, or timely at least. It doesn't feel like overwhelming or unnatural. It feels like it really fits when I would actually be angry if I chose this particular dialogue tree. I would be upset right now, and the rage feels like it is an appropriate leap from that standpoint 
and then you have willpower. Willpower being the resource you use to control yourself, right? And your willpower goes up and goes down based on your furthering of your goals. Whatever your goals are, your willpower is gained by fulfilling those goals or searching something into something related to your goals. So early on, you get to make your goal what is going on with the pushka. And that goal is really, really appropriate again. It's appropriate to finding out what is going on in the game. It's really, really appropriate to digging into the story. This is one area where I think it, there's a little bit of a falling down in that you can choose different paths to go when you're in the forest to uncover the story, but there's really a specific path that was, I think, intended to be followed, and if you follow that, all of the story weaves together really, really well. If you go in a different direction, if you f go to the last location first, as it were, and I'm not going to spoil exactly which one's last or first, but if you go to the last one first, it feels weird to then explore the rest of the forest. It's kind of the dialogue doesn't make you want to explore the rest, even though you need to, or you should want to, because there's some really interesting things there. But the dialogue should change, I think, to reflect that you are choosing to follow that path rather than following the obvious path from choosing the last location, as it were, where there's a clear, hey, I'm going to go and do something directly after this moment that doesn't actually happen because you are investigating the rest of the forest. That's a critique, but it's not a major critique of the story. I think as this story unfolds, it would kind of fall into the background and you would just continue along on the various uh, options and paths and directions that you can go. But it honestly feels like your choices make a difference 90% of the time, and I really appreciate that for a choose-your-own-adventure story. If my choices don't feel like they're actually bringing me to a different place in the story or bringing me to a different reaction or dialogue options or things like that, then it just kind of falls flat. I feel like, for me, that was the case with Coteries of New York. I couldn't get into it. I played it for an hour and a half, and it just felt really railroady to me uh, right from the beginning. And Heart of the Forest, at least from this demo, does not feel like that. It feels like there are choices that matter right from the beginning, and that is really, really important to me. Um, I think the setting of Bieloetza Forest, uh, or the Pushka Bieloetza, um, is amazing. It's a great location to choose. Um, it's a vast area full of myths and legends. The first people settled there 2,000 years ago, uh, but they didn't take over the forest. They just kind of created small pockets of human influence, which makes it a really good werewolf location. Um, it's a wild place in a greater world that is dealing with all of the dark things that would happen in the world of darkness. Um, and this worry about deforestation is really timely and really appropriate and really worrying for anyone that is a lover of the Pushka. Um, and it asks some good questions, you know, where should our interference as humanity in nature end? Are we morally bound to interfere in nature or get in the way of other humans that are doing these sorts of things? And how far would you go for a good cause?
Is this a good cause? Is this the type of cause that you would rage for? When will you rage? Is the question I ask at the end of every one of our episodes. And we never have a clear good answer for that, I think. But this is that question of how far would you go for that? Um, There are lots of real world elements that are built into the story so far. Um, The Pushka themselves um, is one of them. And then you learn about Kazan the Wolf. Um, Kazan was a famous wolf in Poland and a symbol of protection over the endangered wolves in the region. Um, And in 2001, he died after um, he got into a fight with another male wolf. And that story is built in to this game. And it feels, again, uh, appropriate and venerational almost. You know, there's a sense of appreciation for nature in a way that is really holistic and it feels empowering it feels appropriate it feels really compelling to me Um, so it's something that I was really really inspired by I'm still like I just played this the second time and I feel like I want to tell every single person that will listen hey you should play this game uh, because I think it is really well done now is it a perfect werewolf story I don't know about that. I don't know if it's a perfect Werewolf the Apocalypse story yet because I haven't played enough of it. But I would, and I will. When this comes out, I plan to dig into the entire um, entire thing because it is, so far, really, really engaging and interesting. And I want to know what happens. I want to know how you become fully aware of your werewolf nature and how you take advantage of that and how you run into struggles with that and maybe what happens to Anya, what happens to some of these other characters that you've run into already. I want to know. And I'm excited to dig in and find out more about the forest and what's going to happen with this logging. You know, I'm assuming you destroy the loggers or something like that, but it's unclear and you could have multiple choices there on what you do. And I want to know how deep Pentex's fingers run into this whole thing, or if it's another, um, you know, influenced by the worm sort of organization that is taking this action, or even if it's just humanity being humanity, I want to know more. Um, I think this is definitely going to be a really interesting game and I recommend that you check it out and that you give it some time when it comes out Um, it's being developed by Different Tales Um, Different Tales is a storytelling studio co-founded by the Witcher head story designer Arthur Gonziniak I've butchered your name sir I'm sorry and Jesek Jesek Brzezinski I think I butchered your name as well, sir. But um, I will say that the folks at Different Tales know what they're doing with games. They have some good games underneath their belt. Hitman, Dying Light. They're definitely a good group of folks that I feel like we can trust to make a decent game. Um, And then Walkabout Games is an independent studio, um, game studio collected from Central and Eastern Europe. They're the ones um, involved in distributing the game. So you've got two good groups of developers involved in the production of this game so i have a lot of hope that this will turn out really really well and i hope you enjoyed this review of werewolf the apocalypse heart of the forest 
This is just an early demo that is being released, and there's going to be a lot of news out there about it, so go and check it out, read some articles, listen to some interviews. I'm sure there will be some other people that will pull out different things, different threads that I wasn't able to pull out, but if there are any thoughts or comments that you have about Heart of the Forest that you've seen, come back to our Discord. We've got a Discord for our patrons. Um, let me know uh, what you think about it, or you can come to our Facebook page at Werewolf the Podcast and say, hey, Josh, this is what I think about uh, Heart of the Forest, and I'm super interested to hear what you've got to say about it. So until we finally get a question, an answer to that question, when will you rage? We'll talk to you again soon.